hi guys i have a special announcement our art video and waterfall show is now off beat by our taste uh off beat will feature conversations i'll be having with creatives or people who think and act differently especially in the ways they express their creativity individuality and spirituality uh there's also music so do not be alarmed uh you still be finding amazing music uh to add to your playlist so i promise you guys you're gonna have amazing content so let's stick around uh let's get started Yo weirdos, welcome to Offbeat. Uh, my name is Jay, I'm your host. Um, in this episode, I'll be talking to Osinachi, who happens to be a friend, but is an amazing artist and a writer too. Uh, Osi is a self-taught digital artist whose work explores personal experiences within a technological environment. Uh, he grew up in a bar. Uh, he makes his work using Microsoft Word and like an amazing uh so he utilizes this basic uh design tool to uh create uh narrative illustrations amazing illustrations and he's africa's foremost crypto artist he became the first ever nigerian artist to showcase artworks at the ethereal summit a conference in new york which seeks to bridge the gap between technology and art through blockchain uh he was a finalist for the bridgeman studio award 2019 um I can't wait for us to get into this episode proper. Let's have fun. So, Osi, uh, tell us about yourself. All right. Um, my name is Osi Nachi. I'm a visual artist. Uh, I've just, uh, I have my solo exhibition ongoing in Switzerland. It's uh, titled Osinachi Existence as Protest. Oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's the day. Oh, that's amazing, man. So, like, how did you get started in your art practice? Well, yeah, uh, I'm a digital artist, you know. Um, my practice, I would say, had its beginning from um, when I was still in secondary school, uh, junior secondary precisely, uh, my father just um, introduced me to the computer. We went to Sarah Cafe, you know, when it was the wave, and he opened an email for me. And uh, I started going there on my own, trying out things on the computer. But then I was still trying my hard on writing. I was trying to do some uh, writing on my own and I needed to submit to competitions and so on and so forth to magazines also so I would come there with my manuscript and type on Microsoft Word and then attach up an email and send to whoever I needed to send to uh, at some point I, I realized that um, uh, Microsoft Word had more than just you know, the, the, the word processing that we know about. I started exploring the drawing tools and that was where I started trying to create logos. I remember creating NTA logo and I felt, wow, this is great. And I went on to create more. 
but I didn't uh, really, I was still doing it even when I entered the university, but I didn't really give it much thought until my final year in university when I had finished my uh, project, you know, the project you have to write before you graduate. And yeah. I literally had nothing uh, to do within that period. So I went back and started exploring and that was when it hit me. Of course, I've always had the love for art. Uh, in my third year, I did a course in Final Applied Arts in University of Nigeria in my third year. It was an elective because I studied library and information science combined with English and literary studies. So um, doing that in my final year, I realized I could actually take this up and I faced it, paid attention to it, started exploring my art, uh, you know. But um, uh, I didn't... It didn't get to the point of my present style, you know. I, I, I see those works I created then in my final as my early works. Uh, presently, you look at my works and see that the style differs from uh, those early works. What I do now is um, figurative portraiture in my own style. So when you see my work, you know this is an Osimachi. No one needs to tell you. Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. So, is there any reason why, like, why art? Was there something that drew you towards art, or was it something you always saw yourself doing? Yeah, um, I started out as a writer. I've always loved to tell stories. You know, storytelling is close to my heart. So, I, right from secondary school, I used to buy my own books from all these secondhand book um, workshops. And um, yeah. I used to do some reading on my own, you know, get lost in books. Uh, right from there, I started to develop an interest in writing. And from writing, trying to tell stories, I saw myself shifting to visual art. And it's the same thing that I'm doing, telling stories through visual art. So that's it. So that means you're just a creative person at large. Yeah, a creative person at large. So I'm gonna hit you with a random question. So if you had a chance to pick like your gender, yeah. what would you have picked? I think I would have stayed male. Thought about that. I think I would have stayed male. Uh, I don't know, maybe because of the is it benefits? I mean, if if I were female, I think I'd still have my talents, right? Uh, it puts me in a position where I get to see the other gender females and see what they are going through because honestly they're going through a lot and man uh, I wouldn't want to do that honestly so um, yes I'm privileged to be male and I think I will stay male until the world gets its acts together and starts to really give women um, their place in the society they deserve respect Oh, 
about telling or identifying through your works yeah um i like to delve into um certain stories you know the story of lgbtq persons especially in africa uh and nigeria and that is to my heart you know the ridiculous law we have the 14 year jail term for people who are lgbtq uh, which is very very ridiculous um, I like to talk about toxic masculinity because uh, the, the, the issue with toxic masculinity is that it has led to a lot of um, negativity in the world today and part of it is violence against women and even violence against uh, LGBTQ persons when you look at it deeply, you know. Um, I like to also um, explore my roots as an Igbo person, you know, through my work. Uh, basically, this, this is just it. As an artist, how do you see your role in the society? Because you, you mentioned you like to put more uh, stuff that has to deal with your culture and the LGBT people, uh, sorry, LGBTQ people in the society. So as an artist, how do you see your role in the society? Uh, first of all, to me, uh, the main thing about art, uh, visual art, let me be specific in my own field, is that it, docu- it, it documents a particular period in which it was created. Uh, primarily, that is the main function of the artwork for me. Uh, uh, what I mean by that is LGBTQ people, they've been existing, yes, but the movement has not been so huge. It's not, it's not been as huge 
as it is now. Probably it was, um, I, I mean, the whole thing started with the Stonewall uh, protest, of course, in the United States. But across the world, it's not been as huge as it is. You hear countries um, occasionally, uh, one country, this country has legalized same-sex marriage, this country has legalized same-sex marriage. So these are things we didn't used to have before. Uh, but then presently they're happening and I want to capture those moments, uh, moments like this. Um, to me, it's, it's moments like this in my artwork that people in the future will look at and be like, yes, this is how things were then, you know, it's going to be better. Things are going to be better. And Nigeria, of course, will eventually get to recognize LGBTQ persons and give them their rights. Probably apologize as a country, although we are terrible at that. Uh, but then I want my work to serve the purpose of documenting first of all and then bringing uh, uh, bringing people to get to see that these issues exist in our society there are those who are living in their cocoons you know uh, they don't want to they, they, they don't know what is happening to other groups out there in fact that is the problem with most men because they are not female they cannot identify with the issues that affect females so I'm trying to bring attention to this thing through my work and I see it as a huge role as an artist. It is very close to my heart. That's amazing. It's amazing. So I have another random question for you. What was the last gift you gave someone? The last gift I gave someone. Mm. Number one, I'm terrible at gifts. <laughs> I'm terrible at gifts because I don't often know what to give. So that means you do. <laughs> I do, but I think that that should be in December. Um, a special person's birthday in December. Was it December or January? What, what did I give? Yeah, a pair of shoes. Yeah, a pair of shoes. Ah, uh, stylish guy. All right. <laughs> So that's good. Oh, so we're taking another music break to enjoy a fantastic track. Oh, come back. We still have OC with us in the studio to talk more about his art and himself as a person. All I want to do is be free and walk away. I reset this so many times today You seem to be special That's how can I forget you I want you every other day All I wanna do is be free and walk away I reset this so many times today You seem to be special That's how can I forget you I want you every other day we so close, we so close, I really got that chance to Clear my mind, clear my mind, the show is dead in time to Blow my mind, blow my mind, somebody I back out to Please listen to my heart when I say Let me 
know I said I love you so many times Ain't no I really think I'm one of a kind But I think I love and kinda open my eyes When I see you I don't feel no butterflies uh, welcome back, guys. It's still the Waterfall Show, Wild Radio, and I'm Romain J, the host. I have him in the studio, OC, a visual artist who uses a digital medium to create his work. Uh, so, OC, I was, I've seen a lot of your work, and like you blow my mind every time you put out stuff. I, I don't know if, because I you know I've been looking at your work for a long time, but I can't remember any time you've not like blown my mind. So how is your like how is your how has your practice evolved over time? Okay, I, I think um over time I've come to realize the power in visual art. I've come to better understand and better appreciate my my position as a visual artist in the society. You know, at some point, my practice was about developing my craft, making it better. Of course, I'm still trying to make it better at this point. But right now, I'm looking at social issues and bringing attention to them. The same way a journalist would do, the same way um, a recording artist would do, the same way a literary artist would do. Um, I feel that um, uh, for an artist, it's, 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 it's a great a great honor and also a great responsibility for you to be able to do this, bring attention to issues happening around you through your work. So um, as much as I do that in my work, I'm also going through evolving more and more, you know, going through the process of getting better and better and better. And that is, that is the best thing about um, art, you know, to outdo out yourself and get better with each work you put out there with each project true 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 so you know you like you mentioned like at the beginning of the interview about your gender fluid characters like the tennis player and then the, the guy in the wedding dress and i think you you also make like provocative art as there was one about suicide the guy was naked in the i think in the bathroom and he had pills, either pills, uh, like bottles of pills, or I think it was bottles of sniper. I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. country that, that is this conservative and then promotes toxic uh, masculinity, were you expecting, or do you expect backlash when you put out work? No, I, I don't expect backlash, and um, they've never come. I think what happens with my work is that, for example, I make this work, uh, the tennis player, a guy who is um, wearing a skirt, you know, he has this, um, he's playing tennis or getting ready to play tennis. And people who might have issues, unnecessary issues, of course, with, uh, with um, a man wearing a skirt, you know, see this work and they are carried away by his beauty. They don't think about, you know, a man wearing a skirt. No, yeah. no, you know that kind of thing. So they, they they look at it and the aesthetics takes them away, and that is one thing that good art does. Kind of, you kind of let go of that burden, you know. In fact, you relearn without knowing. You relearn yeah. without knowing. The the uh, 
the way um, Lucas wedding day, which is the guy in a wedding dress, and it's, it's, it's like one of the I didn't know it was going to blow as much as it did, you know. It has sold out on on Akoja where uh, it, it was produced uh, in limited edition print, and it has done so well. In fact, it keeps circulating and circulating, you know, uh, on social media. And I haven't had any Nigerian enter my DM or send me a message and say, "Why would you do this? You know, why would you put a guy, a full-grown man, in a wedding dress and give him flowers to hold? Even give him a what is it called? The the small crown that females wear. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've never had anyone. I just get positive um, positive responses, and I think that that is the power of art. Thinking of it now, uh, thinking of it now, that's just wonderful. And of course, it's changing narratives out there, consciously or unconsciously. I mean, it's like it's. It's really powerful because I think I, I didn't I didn't imagine it that way because what it means is that it makes people swallow their biases like they, they get to turn the yes I mean wow uh, man you're 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 creating magic man you're making magic so if you were to get rid of a state in Nigeria which would it be and why to get rid of a state state in Nigeria. <laughs> I would get rid of my state to have the state. I mean, <laughs> right from right from when when we had our governor from 1999 up to now, it's been it's been hell for us, you know, as as a state. Are you sure not trying to be politically correct? No, 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 not really. Like every every, every person would tell you that. I mean, every honest Adian would tell you that Adia state is far far behind, you know. Although yeah. we are number one on the list of states, but we are far, far behind. We are not getting what we are supposed to be getting from our various governments. But that's that's sad, man. I mean, we need to do better in Nigeria. Well, I mean, I think it has to do more. So, with that's why I always think the people demanding for better representation and leadership. Well, yes, you, you see what is happening in the US is because of the, the democracy they have, right? Yeah, can go out into the streets and protest, although it has burned violence and all that. But down here, first of all, if you if you made it clear to your family that you are going out to protest, your mother would start crying, rolling on the floor because she knows that your safety is not assured out there. You know, yeah. uh, her son might go out alive, and then his cops will come back because here, who cares? Uh, the, 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 the politicians feel they can do anything and get away with it. And they've been doing every, anything and getting away with it. But we look forward to the day when things will change. True. We look forward to that. We hope it happens sooner than later. So, is there any artist you're feeling right now? Like, what song? Because I want you to give us our next song. What song or artist are you feeling right now? I love, um, I love Hot Late Away. Yeah, the first time I heard that song, it was uh, it was on a meme with um, I think Popo. He, he, <laughs> on, he's on this uh, convertible and driving down and dancing, and the song is playing like it just hits me. So whenever I hear that song, the image comes to mind. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. 
Okay, guys, so Away by Oxley. Let's enjoy it. When we come back, we still have OC here with us. OC, the amazing artist. OC, I want to ask you, what's your mental state like when you're creating? If I enter your head, you need to create, what I go see? Um, it depends on when you enter my head, though. Now, let's say that you enter my head when when um, when I'm about starting creating the, to create the work on my laptop. You are going to see probably something like a framework or a skeleton, you know. But then, if you enter in the middle, you would see that uh, a part of the framework or the skeleton has taken flesh, yeah. but not fully, you know. And until I get to the end of the work, that is when you see the full work. But the thing is, I never know how a work would turn out. I mean, I know what I want to achieve, you know, with the work. Yeah. I never know how it would turn out. And at the end of a particular work, I could just step back and look at it and say to myself, powerful. You know, uh, if I knew I was going to get that, it didn't strike me that way that much. So, uh, yeah, you never know what you see when you get into my head. I can have a work in my head for for weeks before I start working on it. So, it just happens that way. So, that means if I, like, enter ahead at the beginning, leave, and then come back at the end, I'll be like, wait, 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 what just happened here? Exactly, you wouldn't even know what happened. Like, I've had I've had people, uh, you know, see me when I'm starting a work, and then go out and a few minutes come back and see what I've created and be like, wow. 
I mean, I, I guess that's a very amazing thing. No, it's, 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 it's creativity. You don't exactly control it. So as, as an artist and a creative, like, what is it like being in a relationship? Is it like, is it something that gives you inspiration or is it a distraction? Um, something that gives me inspiration, I would say. I mean, my person is uh, very stubborn and um, uh, <laughs> I have to create even when they are in the bedroom. You get it. And I have to, in fact, I've got to used to it, you know. I wouldn't create, I wouldn't be so comfortable creating with another person in the bedroom, you know, because the period I'm creating, the bedroom is my studio. And yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not as here to love to have people watching while he's working, no. <laughs> just walk on my own. Uh, so I've got to used to it. So it's, it's more of an inspiration now. And that, that is just, it's once or twice, uh, my person, they make their own contribution and, you know, uh, the career they just they move. So that is just like... Oh, so, I, so I'm guessing that's the only person and place you allow someone to say something while you're creating. Exactly. Because uh-huh. the benefits, benefits. Benefits. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, are you, well, let me ask, are you introverted or extroverted? I don't know. I mean, since I started hearing those two words, I've never really known where I belong. Sometimes I want to stay inside and just stay inside all alone, all day, or with my person. Uh, sometimes I want to go out, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I've had friends come around and you know they're in the sitting room and I prefer to just stay in my bedroom because probably I have a lot of things on my mind it's often work when it comes to work it takes a lot of mental energy to get it right you know to get yeah. the vision right first of all you have to have, to, I have to have the vision I don't know about any other creative out there I have to have the vision and then to perfect that vision in my head and to get it right Sometimes I have to stay inside on my own. And sometimes I like to come out and interact. But I don't interact too much. Because I think I I don't give much of my attention. I mean, I can give my attention to things. But then at some point, the attention just stops stops, uh, stops coming. And at that point, I know I have to like disconnect so can you, I don't know if you st- you're going to remember this, but like when you, when you were starting at the beginning, how many mails did you have to send before you got your first major recognition? Oh my god, I had to send hundreds of emails, hundreds wow. of emails. Like some go reply you, some won't reply, and it was it was it was painful. Of course, it happens with every creative when you start. I can imagine. Yeah, all you need, you know, is just that one chance, you know, that one opportunity. And where where I got my opportunity through Artojai's marketplace, Artojai.org, you know, I think I, I think I emailed them like three times, starting from when I was doing my service during my service year in twenty between twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, you know. 
before I was I was taking on they took me on and since then it's been it's been wonderful like January of this year was just like everywhere you have an email and this good news you have an email and this good news you have an email it's just it's just been awesome I think it's, it's, it's of course all the work I put in that you know but I remember I remember sending an email during my service here to this particular gallery and I didn't get a reply but then in 20 was it last year one of my works was exhibited there in a group exhibition you know and I, I didn't have to do anything about it I didn't have to do anything I was just on my own I, and I got the DM would you like you that? That. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. it was just surreal like where you were begging to enter you're now being there to come on board like, I mean yes, so just keep creating keep doing exactly. the door will be open that's amazing that's amazing so how would you describe the color yellow to a blind person if you meet a blind person now I have, you have to describe yellow how like how you would do how would you describe yellow to a blind person uh, that one go hard though <laughs> <laughs> I mean for you to describe something to someone you have to make reference to something they exactly know. I mean <laughs> but I, don't, I don't think it's possible you know to describe are you sure to, Ah, I thought the, the 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 saying was nothing is impossible. Unless of course you you tell this person, hey, there's something I'm going to do right now, and it might be painful, but I just want to describe to you how yellow is, and then you give yeah. them this slap on the eyes. Probably, who <laughs> <laughs> the spark, you know, the way the brain interacts with, <laughs> probably they <that's> see yellow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is just that is just a little I can think of because I don't know what else to make reference to. That's Man, that's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think because I'm talking about yellow, I think the next song now should be yellow. I'm trying to remember the artist that made it, but I can't remember right now. What you guys enjoyed, and let's get all get back to be talking to us. Sunflower in the wind and now I see that there is so much 
there. So it's been it's been wonderful having you, man. It's been wonderful. So uh, I want based on what you've seen, like as an artist, you know, from when you started till now. Like, what do you think? Is there some anything or things you th- uh, you want? Like, what do you think should be done differently in the Nigerian art scene? Um, in the Nigerian art scene, I think we should um, give more up and coming artists the chance. Uh, the art world mm. is funny. It's always like you have to struggle and struggle to make a name. And then when you make a name, you see if everything starts working correctly for you like you barely have to do anything but create you don't have to struggle to be recognized in fact when people see your work they mention your name like they see my work and this, this is an Osinachi you know yeah uh, I, I believe there are people out there who uh, deserve a chance that's recognition who are doing awesome work you know young people young people and then um Digital artists, they deserve the pressure of um, of respect because um, what happens is that they see traditional artists as being on top. You know, who use the physical thing. Yeah, yeah. And then those of us who create work uh, using our using electronic devices like my laptop are uh, put like below these other people. In terms of pricing, in terms of recognition, even um, like yeah. you can enter a competition with the traditional artists, and you see that the traditional artists are taking that. Even when you know that, uh, when when people know that your work is, your work is awesome, better. awesome, also, um, it's just it's just crazy. But but then, uh, what happens with me is that I think I've excelled. Uh, because my work can easily be mistaken for a traditionally produced work, for a traditional artwork. You get it? Like, yeah. I've had people uh, enter my DM and they want to inquire about an artwork. And when I tell them it's digital, they are shocked, you know? Wow, wow. Because they look at it and it looks traditional to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, um, while while the the art scene, the Nigerian art scene has its own wahala. Uh, as a creative, as a young creative, if you really want to get a shot at this thing, I think um, you have to put in so much work. Yeah. First of all, what makes you an artist is your unique voice. You know, I mean, your unique voice. Even when it comes to music, you hear a particular song. And you can guess correctly who did the song. So yeah. uh, the artists themselves have to develop a unique voice. Uh, because by the time you develop a unique voice, you are contributing to the larger art scene. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the way it works. So put in the work, and I hope the gatekeepers get to open the gate. Right. Even if they don't yes, keep working and keep doing your stuff, look for opportunities, don't stop. And even if the gatekeepers don't open the gate uh, to you, they can break every the day. wall. Break the exactly. wall. Exactly. Yeah, break the wall, but don't put your own gate. Leave it open. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, comparing digital work to traditional art, like, do you think, or could the issue with the value be that uh, traditional work 
to be replicated or to be copied or duplicated is much more harder than yeah, yeah. digital. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the point that you raised. But um, recently, uh, since around 2017, digital work has been making uh, making the rounds, you know, uh, in, a, in a new form of art, new form of art, which we call crypto art, you know, where the digital work is registered on the blockchain, you know, when it's registered on the blockchain, only one person owns it, and only that person okay. can transfer to another that's person. Amazing. So that's crypto for you. And there are various platforms, and uh, I happen to be Africa's foremost crypto artist. I mean, I've been doing 2018. Um, I'd, I'd enjoying um, artists out there, to African artists, to actually get to understand what crypto art is about especially digital artists, because it gives this huge value to your work. I mean, the work that can be copied and pasted anyhow and shared anyhow, one person knows that, hey, I own this work. The provenance is from the artist himself, and I own this work. This is the value, and the value will continue to rise, just like traditional art would. So crypto art has been there, and it's, of course, growing and growing. And believe you me, in the next five years, uh, it's going to be really big because presently, um, auction houses, you know, and like like auction houses and galleries are facing a lot of challenges. Like right now, they are not open, they are not working. But through through um, crypto art platforms, the artists can put out their work and sell it, you know, and yeah. have that work owned by somebody and the person that owns it can sell it to the secondary market and the artist himself will get royalty for that for each sale exactly wow that's amazing that's amazing and when it comes to this issue of royalty in the traditional art world it's not often there because an artist might not be able to follow who and who owns the particular work an artist might sell a work in the traditional art market and in the next 10 years, see that this work has gone to auction. And when it's, and, and it makes so much money for the collector, the artist doesn't get anything. And that is not fair. It's not fair. I mean, this crypto thing, it could be bad market for artists. So. Yeah, of course. I mean, ah, it's, it's really bad market for artists because sometimes you go on Twitter and you see an artist shouting that they're selling uh, his work oh, and they are selling his work in Lagos traffic or oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with crypto art, such a thing. I mean, someone can still copy the image and go and create it, but there's no value in that stolen work because art is about the value. I mean, there's aesthetic yeah. value and there's a monetary value attached. You get it? The economic value. Yeah. yeah, it's about that value. The aesthetic value, yes, anybody can own the aesthetic value. I mean, a lot of people across the world own prints of the Mona Lisa by Leonardo. Yeah. Yes, that's aesthetic value. You have it in your house. But the, when it comes to the monetary aspect of it, the economic value of the artwork, it is the person who is the original that has the economic value, that has the power, the economic power, you know, that that artwork carries. And that is what crypto art gives. You get it. Well, I'm thinking now, considering that digital art is often printed on 
mediums that anyone can easily access. Yeah. What now differentiates the original from the duplicates? I mean, is it? If you are, if you are doing a print of um, of your digital artwork to create yeah. scarcity, to create scarcity as an artist, you can decide to say that only one print of this work will be produced, or only uh-huh. five prints of this work will be produced. And when you sell through, like I sell through my gallery and uh, a few marketplaces. Those marketplaces and my gallery, they give out what is called certificates of authenticity to the person who this work. So that certificate shows that, hey, I didn't go out into the streets to buy this work. I bought it directly okay. from the artist and I own, I have the economic power that this artwork oh. carries. So oh, when that- I tell it to someone else, I transfer that certificate of authenticity to that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's cool. If you go back in time, what would you say to your younger self? I would have said um, earlier. earlier than I did. Yeah, I mean, I was in I was in JSS two or three when I opened my first email, and I never stopped going no. to the cyber cafe since then. I mean, I don't go to the cyber cafe anymore. But <laughs> like, big ups to your pop man. Big ups to your pop. Yeah, my old man. Yeah, of course. He he, he saw it, of course, as the future. And he was right. He was right. Because the future, I mean, Very smart if, if I didn't have that um, at that time, that exposure at the time, I don't think um, I don't think I would have made it this far, this period. Probably I would have discovered the computer later in life. And I don't know how it would turn out. Well, like you need to build him a house and put his statue at the medium, man. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> right, amazing. So final question, where do you see Nigerian art and what role do you expect technology to play in this, in the next, uh, in the nearest future? Um, I, first of all, there are two technologies or two, two, two trends in technology that I think uh, are shaping artwork across the world, the artwork as it is across the world. And um, the first one is uh, virtual reality. You know, uh, an artist can put up an exhibition that is not physical but virtual. So with your computer, you can attend this exhibition, see the works, and probably buy if you want to buy and all that. That's number one. A lot of, a number of um, galleries are doing it now because of COVID-19. I mean, why does it have to be that we have to wait for a pandemic as, as, as an art scene? in Africa to start exploring uh, virtual, ex- uh, virtual exhibitions and the likes. Um, yeah. The second one is, of course, the blockchain technology that we've talked about, uh, especially, in fact, blockchain technology makes the artwork decentralized. What I mean by decentralized is yeah. the artist doesn't necessarily need a gallery. The middleman mustn't be there. I mean, the gallery can be there for sure. For example, I collaborate with my gallery on crypto artwork, some of the crypto artworks that I put out. Yes. But the artist can do without the gallery. You know? Gallery. Yeah, right. put out their work and get the money they need to continue making more work through the work they sold. Uh, so um, mm. these two are going to change the face of, of 
art appreciation and art collection across the world and uh, Nigeria won't be left behind. Um, while virtual, virtual exhibitions are being held across the country by a few galleries, I think it takes more time before they get to understand the roles of blockchain technology in the art world and then key in. I mean, sometimes you tell people about crypto art and to them it looks like scam. I mean, I've talked to a number of artists and they don't seem so eager to be part of it. Uh, hopefully, change it in the future. I hope it happens sooner than later. Yeah. We need to like spread the culture out there. Yeah, probably, probably um, what would make it happen uh, what to bring about the change yeah, faster is probably when we have our own uh, indigenous crypto art platforms, you know, uh, made by, let me say, Nigerians, set up by Nigerians and managed by Nigerians. Uh, probably that's when we'll start having uh, the, the change, you know. But talking about uh, these virtual exhibitions, yeah. Consider that one of the reasons people go to galleries and exhibitions is to connect with other aficionados or people who are in the industry, people who, and also to talk to people about the artworks yeah. to even yeah. get the feel of, uh, is, what do you think about this before they even buy? Yeah. Do you think the, do you think like virtual exhibitions take something away from that experience? Yes, it does take something away from that experience, but not fully. I mean, um, if you need to meet, if you want to meet and interact in the crypto art space, there is there are virtual worlds, virtual worlds that are called uh, number one is of course um, crypto voxels. That's what it's called, or TV for short. There are other worlds that uh, you know uh, virtual worlds. Now, in these virtual worlds, we have individuals and we have. Um, we have um, institutions like a crypto art platform could decide to buy a piece of land on crypto voxels and build a virtual gallery. Now, building that virtual gallery, you exhibit works that you want the way you want them to be exhibited. It's like, it's like, um, what is this mock form that architects use before the physical uh, work is created? The physical Something, yeah. something like that, and um, people can actually enter into that virtual world. I mean, you enter as avatars. As avatars, exactly. You see other people, other people's avatars in the same space. You see when someone is looking at a particular work, you can also interact with that person. It's so part wow. of like, the beauty of blockchain technology. You know. Um, it's, it's very much possible to still interact without having to come out and meet people physically. So, I mean, also, thank you so much for, I mean, granting us this interview. So, it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. So, if someone wants to, like, reach out to you or find more of your work, where can they find you? Uh, you can find my work on Instagram at double underscore osinachi, double underscore osinachi. Uh, you can also visit my website osinachiart.com so okay guys you've heard it so if you want to find his genius go to instagram and search for double underscore osinachi and that's o-s-i-n-a-c-h-i right yeah.
unless you want to spell in Igbo. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, thank you so much. Don't forget, you can check us out on Instagram at the Old Taste, also on Twitter. Uh, you can leave a comment on the website to let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, do check out the website at oldtaste.com to stay fresh and on top of the arts culture in Nigeria. Uh, so, I mean, it's been an amazing interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to get more, please subscribe and follow us to stay, stay connected. Hope we see you again.